more they'll learn. This is the only fucking podcast about the Sopranos. So what, no fucking ZD now? The sun is sinking in the west. The cattle go down to the stream. This week on No Fucking ZD, we'll be talking about broken chairs at the Crazy Horse, hanging with your accountant for the day, and some of my chicken marsala with egg noodles. Nothing ever goes our way. It's an all-new episode of No Fucking ZD. Purple in the canyon, that's where I long to be with my three good All right. Welcome. Okay. Here, Here we, we are. are. <laughs> no fucking ZD, episode 44. We are officially, officially over the hump and uh, on our way. We're, we're halfway through the series. Oh, I thought you meant we're out of this election. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. We're officially, we, 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 we are. We're out of, the, out of the darkness. I don't know. Who knows? Who really knows? We, uh, we're in we're in something we're, anyway so uh, <laughs> that's all we have to say about that yes uh tonight's uh we're, we're recording sunday night this is going up in a couple hours so we're basically treating this like a live episode <laughs> so uh um, yeah so tweet us your questions wait can they hear us no, uh, they, yeah. can't, they can't hear us can they <laughs> if they're real fans i feel like they can just channel the energy and somehow hear us but um uh they yeah can he- feel it here we are we're at uh episode uh episode five of season four pie oh my uh the famous horse is finally introduced can i tell you how much i love racing horse names <laughs> yes i think they i think <laughs> like even the ones in this i feel like they had to write them I, that must have been so fun like pie oh my and pie oh my and yeah boy yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah yeah it's a good one what are what are some real life ones i forget i know sea biscuit sea biscuit yeah the most most famous horse of all time if i had a horse uh, i'd call it like like dad's pants yeah. or something <laughs> like Mom's cooking. Mom's cooking. Yeah, that's that, a good that's one. like a real horse name, probably. Right. That's a really good horse name, actually. You yeah. Know? I, I actually can't. Th- who was the like the big one from like that that just retired like last year or the year before who won like all three famous races? Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just know I heard that like he's retired to some stable like in some place warm now, and he's basically used as like a stud horse. So like he's just like impregnating a bunch of young hot horses, and that's his whole life now. That's the life. I, I mean, yeah, not bad. Well, shit. Uh, what are we? What are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should be racehorses. We should have l- people on our backs whipping us and just running really fast. Well, we, well, we sort of do with our Twitter account. I guess that's true. I yeah. guess that's true. I, um, I, I I think that when we're done with this podcast, we may or may not be put out to stud. <laughs> I, I don't know. Or turned into crazy glue. Or, or I think this is more of a crazy glue yeah. podcast, let's be honest. Do they still make glue out of horses? Uh, I, I don't know, because I'm, uh, I'm just illiterate, I guess. I, I don't read enough, so I don't know. Are there any glue vegetarians out there who can who can chime in and just let us know. Well, yeah, let us know. Maybe maybe we can bring back a poll this week and do that. Do they still make horses out of glue? Yes, no, quit the podcast. Yeah, horses are made out of glue. Yes, definitely. Um, uh, right, other way around. But Yeah, you know we what should I mean. get back to the polling. Let's ask some questions this week. Okay, we can do that. We'll, we'll think of something. Um, or we'll ask what we should be asking and poll for the question and <laughs> do it that way. That's so, a really good so idea. Like that. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's, uh, let's get right to the show since we get to, uh, just go ahead and put this up online, put out that content. Um, Yo, I'm here. Here we are. Here we are. Uh, what do you want to start with? Maybe like a little Adriana or do you want to get right to the horse? Let's or? start with a little Adriana. Cause we, yeah. we, we talked about her last, uh, week time a little bit <laughs> yeah uh, i mentioned i jumped ahead a little bit i'm a habitual jump aheader always always um and we we talked about how both of these last two episodes start out with sort of uh well th- i mean i mentioned last week that, that this starts out with adriana sort of being very paranoid we started out yeah. with her how did the last episode start uh the last episode, it starts with Johnny beating someone at a bar, and right. this episode starts with Tony doing that. Right. This was or, this or this Furio. was this was my point that I forgot, and ho- thank you for <laughs> for helping me with that. Um, it's just been so long, you know. Right. Right. <laughs> but uh, uh, we we have two episodes where we start out with uh, someone in a bar mm-hmm. observing a conversation and perceiving it uh, negatively, to right. say to say the least. Right. Right. In this case, it's 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 just straight up like fantastical. It's a, uh, a fantasy conversation, basically. Yeah, I mean, this is the first time we get someone who's not in the mafia, who's being asked to go undercover. Like, so mm-hmm. it's stressed pussy out mm-hmm. like a lot. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we're seeing 
what this type of responsibility and what this type of guilt is doing to someone who's more or less a civilian. Like right. she's, she's living off of the mafia. She's in the life. She's part of it, but she doesn't, she's not conditioned for this. Right. Not at all. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of freaky and scary to see Tony like that. Like he does, you know, we, we, we kind of do forget rooting for him, just how seriously horrifying and, and menacing he is, you know? And, yeah. and like, I feel like it's pretty easy to relate to Adriana there for sure. You know? Um, cause he looks Definitely. scary and, and I, I wouldn't want him showing up here. That's for sure. Uh, no, unless he wants to do an interview. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. So Tony, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a fictional sailed, character of Tony Soprano yeah. wants to come on. Um, yeah, it's, it's scary. And then the beat down is scary. We, we've, we've, I've, another thing we got wrong. I think we've said already that we don't see Furio, Furio beating anyone anymore. And of course this episode starts with him just beating the shit out of He's guy. He's just hitting him with a phone book. That's like, <laughs> yeah, it's not the same. It's more of a warning shot. Right. Right. It's still pretty bad. It looks pretty bad. The guy pisses his pants. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. I thought, I thought that was interesting because, uh, cause you know, I, I mean, we've been talking about how, how well the dialogue is written, like the mob guy dialogue and, you know, the Tony and Syl come in and they say very little to Adriana. She's yeah. like, is he supposed to be? And they're like, we're just going to sit over there. Like they have this amazing way of not answering questions yeah. that they're very good at. And like Johnny does it really well. And, and Junior does it also when uh, when Jan asks him where Bobby was supposed to be. He's like, he's just like, God damn it. Anyway. Right, right, right. True. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's just a cool point of view coming from her and, you know, um, it, yeah, you're right. It's definitely going to start getting to her more and more and it must Completely. be super stressful and scary. Um, her stomach's already acting up in this episode. Well, she'll have a lot of problems like that in the future. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I love one of the, one of the things in this show that's really nice is that we do, we deal with people's like health. Yeah. Being a big problem for them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, quite a bit. It's uh, I mean, it's, and it's not a centerpiece thing like Breaking Bad, for example, but like. Right. People get diarrhea every now and then. Yeah. People fart on couches. People fart on <laughs> the same sofa cushion. Yeah. Um, but like I, I realized actually watching this episode again that we do. This isn't the first time we find something out about Adriana's stomach. I mean, when they first really press her in the FBI interrogation room. Yeah. She barfs. Yes. And that's a big that's a big indicator of what's to come. She's going to have lots of problems. Yeah. Yeah. And even in this episode, she it turns to drugs too, you know I mean? So she's psychologically just getting broken down and, uh, yep. and the, the cracks are starting to show. And I think she's also kind of like, not just that. I mean, she's freaking out about the FBI, but like also maybe, you know, I mean, I guess I'm just repeating myself now, but realizing just who those guys are around her, you know, that, they aren't really family. They're, they're not really friends. And, and she's also realizing that she's kind of been played like this. This club really isn't hers, you know? Yeah, she that's that's completely true. And so the pride that she felt about having this place, yeah. you know, like when they when they first opened, you know, on the opening night, she's so excited and she's, yeah. she's she feels very I mean, she's riding high. Right. But like and, and on this one, the other thing that that came up, that's a really good observation about her realization about the club and as she watch as she's watching this guy getting beat up i think she's like that would be me if they knew what was going on i'm yeah. i'm not i'm not I, i'm the same as that guy in a lot of ways or i would be i'm not yeah. protected from that yeah and they would come in and not say anything and just be as equally cold-blooded about it and you know business-like and yeah she's seeing definitely like how her future could possibly go i mean we know how how it winds up and it's it's pretty bad but it's yeah pretty pretty bad yeah and also it's like now um you know she, she wanted to i think kind of do the pussy thing where she played like the you know uh, maybe a little more innocent than she re is or the or she like that she was distanced from it you know from mm -hmm. the business but now it's like you know i wonder if she's kind of realizing that she's like guilty and 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 you know she she does have stuff to say to the fbi so she's she can't really weasel her way out of it. You I know? mean, she definitely could give them information if she wanted to. <clears throat> yeah. Like, but you know, she, I mean, she saw that dude getting beat up. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's likely who they were asking her about. Right. Like, I think it is. Yeah. Giovanni is, is the guy's name. I'm pretty sure. Chip that's Soto. <laughs> what, what's that again? Chip Soto. They, they say, uh, oh, oh, oh. say, why was Christopher in Yonkers yesterday? Did he, was he talking to a guy named Chip Soto? Maybe that was Chip. Maybe. Do they call him Giovanni in the scene uh, when they're beating the, his ass? Uh, I think they do, and then I think they ask her about it in the car later, and she lies uh, and says she doesn't know, and then like she starts, to, she wants to try and I guess like throw him off and brings up this Patsy's suits thing, you know? Because I I think that she's like she, she's trying like the Picayune shit. Yeah, exactly. Kind of, you know, like she's oh. got it played out. She's got it. Yeah. This this disinformation stuff it works. Yeah. She also finds out that that um 
that her uncle Richie and Pussy Bomp and Sarah are not in the program. Right. Which is a really like a, a further terrifying thing to hear. Yeah. I mean, imagine finding out like in, in a two minute span that two people you thought were still alive or have actually both been murdered, you know? Yeah. That's nuts. That is nuts. Yeah. Are you still alive? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Barely. Is this hell? This might be hell. The podcast might be hell. <laughs> this, is, this is where we got stuck. Yeah. Maybe it's purgatory. We just have to do like 250,000 years of podcasting. Maybe, yeah. And then they'll let us into paradise. Yep. A light just opens up from the ceiling of the studio and it's just like, you're done. You've completed your mission. Yeah. Uh, so that's, you heard it here first. We're going to do 250 episodes of No Fucking ZD, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so we're we're not gonna, halfway through at all, actually. Yeah, we're we're going to keep doing... I, I, maybe maybe hell will be us having to do the same episode over and over again. Yeah, with like our, our old episodes playing in the background. And, just it's, like, and it's all Christopher. <laughs> it's, it's only the Christopher Columbus episode. Just that Gary Cooper speech at the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, bad news for Adriana. Um, and, uh, and, you know. She's, I, starting I, her, she's starting her decline. Yeah. Which is going to last two seasons. Uh, just about, yeah. I mean, she's she'll be gone at the end of season five. So yeah, pretty much, just just about two seasons. Vanish into the program. Yep, yep. Of course, joining her uncle and uh, and big pussy. Um, and uh, you know, and this is also just like a kind of a bad time for Christopher too. Like when she fakes sick to get out of that dinner with Tony. You know, uh, he's pretty upset about that. Christopher totally just bought into the whole Barry Haydu thing and thinks that like he now owes Tony the world. You know, so that plan worked right. for Tony. Yeah, I guess you're right, huh? Yeah, I mean, well, he he has that little speech where he's like, "I can't even tell you what this guy's done for me," you know, like it's it, so Tony kind of won there, which is just disturbing. <laughs> yeah, and he's got he's got this re- renewed commitment to the, to the the life, you know, because when he's talking to Adriana about it, he's like, "This is the inner, inner sanctum here. He doesn't just invite, you know. You think he invites Polly and his Gumars over for dinner? Yeah, no way." And uh, so he really he gives a shit, you know. There's a, like as we both know, there's a difference between you know, doing okay at your job and like doing okay or well at your job and also really caring about it. Right. And clearly he's really committed to it in a lot of ways. Right. And also one of the lines that stuck out to me was, was, um, nothing ever goes my way. (laughs) And then he he shoots up. Yeah. God. It's uh, yeah. So their downfalls are right here in front of us, basically. We're watching it happen in slow motion. Uh, really just happy-go-lucky tv you know yeah it's very <laughs> i'm surprised that they didn't air this right before dancing with the stars yeah i know big miss on abc's part there yeah definitely um i think that like also one of the things that stuck out not to just keep continue jumping back to the to the uh crazy horse but one of the things that i loved was when he's like ah oh, shit he's pissing his pants yeah like <laughs> it's almost as if they were saying like come on you know like we're all at work here, you know, like you're doing your job by getting your ass kicked. We're doing our jobs by beating you up. Like, why are you peeing? Yeah. Like, this is just, this is how, this is just how it goes. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. It's protocol. <laughs> it's like, just why is this machine, guy peeing? Yeah. It's a corporation. It's a, you know, it's, it's in the handbook. Yeah, exactly. It's just the way it goes. So, I mean, I, I don't have a ton of like, basically we're just learning that that the FBI isn't going to release Adriana from their claws. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately she, she's scared. So shitless. She doesn't really have the wherewithal to say, wait a second, do I have to go down there? Do I have to go down and talk to you guys at this fucking bakery? Right. You know? And, um, and all they're, they're really, you know, they're pushing her around a lot. Yeah. Big time. Do you, what, what do you think of like the opinions of the different FBI agents, because there are a lot of like looks that they give each other Mm -hmm. and they don't say much because obviously it's FBI and it's protocol and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But like, but you know, in that scene, like when Adriana gets up to go take a shit, (laughs) uh, assumably, uh, (laughs) that's what she says when she gets up. I got to take take a shit. shit. I got to take a wicked shit. Wicked fucking shit. I had a a huge lunch. (laughs) Um, Like, I think that it's, it's just interesting because they're like, we know that agent Harris is has like a human side to him yeah, and yeah. he it, and I don't want to go so far as to say he like buys into the mafia stuff at all mm-hmm. by because but by the end of the series he's like you know he doesn't see them as his adversaries in in quite the same way as right now right yeah he's he gets hardened to the cause a little bit and he, I th- and I think that he kind of realizes over a long period of time like just like what I was saying before about about the protocol of like Christopher beating this dude up like it's just a cat and mouse game and it's going to keep going. Right. You know what I mean? But right, like, right, right. But the woman that, that, uh, Danielle tags out for or whatever the fuck your name is, right. uh, like, 
she seems really she seems she's a more interesting character i think than danielle in some i agree ways. yeah i agree um and what, what do I feel about her feelings? Or do I feel that it's genuine to me? Or I don't know. What, how, what do you feel about anything? Like just well, you know, I, yeah. I mean, I think that uh, I think that she, this woman, will eventually come to actually kind of care about Adriana. And I think so, right? Yeah. I mean, because they are. I mean, they are manipulating her, and they're lying to her about like stalking her at the at the hair salon. That there's someone watching her, and they're definitely like playing with her emotions. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm sure she does feel like a little bit guilty about that. I mean, yeah, I I would. I mean, yeah. it, that that's no matter what you've done in your job. I mean, Adriana's not a person who's out there killing people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is actually like they're they're tearing this woman's life apart like very slowly and systematically. Yeah. And they know that, and and, and it's all based on this this pretense that like well she's in bed with the wrong people. Right. And, and they're so just she, doing their jobs. And they're and, just doing their jobs. Yeah, but I do think like I mean we'll of course get there when we get there, but um, but I I think she definitely cares about her, and then I'm sure that there's I'm sure that there's some guilt even on H, on Agent Harris's behalf. I do wonder about Danielle slash Deborah. Like, is she honest when she like you know she brings up like remember we talked about the little creatures? Like, I hate the, the way she says that. It's so patronizing. I know. Did they say that before or something? Like, why does she use this little creatures thing all of a sudden? No, I don't think so. They she just talked about having an abortion because the guy was such an asshole. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I can't tell if she's if she's sincere or not. I feel like we've said before like that there might have been some like resentment that Adriana just got kind of everything she needed like so easily just by being connected to Christopher. I think that's that's definitely true. Yeah. And if if th- if that was like if that last comment was still part of that then it's a mean thing to say, man. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Cuz yeah. she knows that this woman isn't going to have a life the way that she wants to ever again ever again because she's in she's caught in the web you know what i mean like like we said she could have just taken the coke charge and it could have been over right yeah which would have been the smarter thing to do i think well it would have been the uh the way to survive i guess ultimately but you know i don't know or even if she and christopher broke up it's like i i would have taken the court i mean look i'm not adriana yeah i can't you know, I wish you were. <laughs> me, me too, frankly. <laughs> I would just hang out in my underwear and make pasta sauce all day. Uh, but, uh, like, you know, I can't speak for her. She's There are a lot of emotions, obviously, in there. And when you're with someone like Christopher, you know, she's not the brightest bulb ever. No. She's a resilient character. And, and uh, Drea DiMatteo brings so much to her. Yeah. She's, like, really, she's one of the top, like, acting talents on that show I big think big time and for like a character that really I like from what I remember wasn't even I mean she's not in the pilot for sure I don't think they even mm-hmm. really had plans for anything like this until the act until Dred uh, DiMatteo or DiMatteo came in and and did her thing so yeah I, I agree like it's so yeah. I mean it must be kind of tough to play like I'm sorry to say this but she's like a little tacky and maybe yeah, a little like, tacky she's really tacky yeah, yeah totally. and, she's like hot and tacky but she's tacky yeah and also maybe not too smart and you know like now post Jersey Shore like we all kind of laughed at those types or whatever so it's like tough to bring humanity to that I'm sure and she does an awesome awesome job I think yeah completely and and I think it's really cool that that the writers of the show and the powers that that were you know saw that because yeah. she I think she's the one who kind of brings it home for a lot of people, you know, yeah. like she's the, she's one of the characters that really like Ginny sack, you know, even, even Janice, you know, these are characters that like, well, Janice, you really connect with, but like Ginny sack, for example, like she's someone like we touch on her life a little bit, but we mm-hmm. don't really see, you know, I mean, when, when, when Johnny gets, gets his, it, it it's tough for her, but we're not there with her. Like we are with Adriana. Right. We and, don't know like her hopes and dreams. No, <laughs> you know, exactly. the way we know Adriana's and we don't know like, well, but what we do know about Adriana is that like we can we can relate to her, you know, she's yeah. just someone who wants certain things and and she she's drawn to it. Right. You know what I mean? But not because she's a bad person, I think. Yeah, I no, I don't think she is. And like, it's funny, like she obviously does like, you know, that that giant bracelet that he gives her and, and all the night and like the Jimmy Choo shoes and everything. But like, yeah. she doesn't seem to be like after it the way Carmela is like. I think that she is just blindly in love with Christopher for whatever reason. I mean, yeah, I know. I guess because he's got nice hair, <laughs> and uh, you know, great hair. It, of course, he was. And uh, as far as male modeling, he'd be a success, obviously. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> <laughs> but, but but yeah, like it's kind of crazy. Like she uh, doesn't seem to have like too much. She 
you know, like uh, she's not like scheming for herself. I can't see her stealing money from the bird feeder the way Carmela does. Well, yeah, because to say Carmela's like a bad. Well, I she's so. She well, yeah. I think mm-hmm. I think that she's so much more loyal to Christopher than Carmela is to Tony. Yeah, Carmela has a little bit more of a head on her shoulders. I think right and. And it leads her to, I mean, she's definitely a little bit more tied up, not in terms of like what she's doing, but she's more tied up in terms of like being on the level with knowing what's going on and where things are coming from. Like she yeah. can't, she can't deny it. Mm-hmm. Also, Tony's like the fucking boss, you know? So she's right. She's like, she's about the life. Um, but she is, has got a little bit more of a head on her shoulders, which leads her to like, basically like a similar type of paranoia, but about different things. Mm. In her own life, even though Tony isn't facing, you know, even though she doesn't get caught in the net like Adriana does. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Um, and, uh, you know, I guess we should talk about like, her and, and Tony has have a small relationship. I mean, it's going to be much bigger next season in that uh, that famous car accident episode. But like, oh, she looks so hot in season five. Holy <laughs> shit. Um, but you know, it is, it's, it's kind of interesting to see the way the guys treat her like, and, uh, and even the way Christopher treats her again, like it is kind of blind love because what does he, I guess, aside from the material objects that I just argued that she doesn't really care about, like, what does he offer her? I'm not really sure. And he certainly doesn't treat her well. I mean, he laughs his ass off when she falls off the chair, which admittedly is funny. Like you can laugh when people fall sometimes. Like that's okay. That was, that was one of the best little tropes of that episode where, where like, you know, Vito and, uh. Uh, where you know Vito falls off of the chair and then she falls off of the chair because like yeah. we as the audience are the only ones who know I know yeah. when she's about to sit down and that's I think that that's that's great writing that's yeah the show can like weirdly do slapstick when it wants to and like and somehow just pull it off they but pull they, off every genre somehow but they make it, it feel so fucking mean yeah <laughs> you know it, what I mean? it is though yeah. when Vito falls he's like legitimately pissed like <laughs> he's so he's like because also, Vito's growing into that, like, don't laugh at me. Like, I could, I'm, I'm, I could be, you know, God forbid, yeah. I could be the boss someday. <laughs> right, you know right, what I right, mean? right. Um, but yeah, I mean, Christopher, like, it'd be one thing if Christopher treated her well, treated her well, and then laughed when she fell off a chair. Like, okay, like, little slapstick here and there is funny, but like, you know, and even in that scene, he's just not treating her well, and and just and you know, really only cares about himself. Like, I don't think he, I don't know, I don't think the love goes goes both ways. I mean, right? I mean, it just doesn't. Like, I, I not, in, not in the same ways. I think that I think that it could, it could, but Christopher has his own misgivings about his life. Yeah, and like we see, you know, when he when he goes out to L.A., you know, to deal with stuff, you know, his addictions right. lead him. It's a, it. What I'm saying is, it all feels like a coping mechanism with him. You know what I mean? Mm. He's having a lot of trouble maintaining, and so he's like doing drugs and banging people, but. He doesn't really seem like the kind of guy who he just wants to to do well for himself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he doesn't even seem particularly greedy to me. He just just really seems like he's steeped in this image of like what his life should look like. And, right. he, and he works really hard to make that happen. Right. But it's extremely emotionally taxing for him. Yeah. And yeah. And, and I think there's like the whole like, you know, fatherly approval he's looking for from Tony. Like, I think he he might even care about that more than he cares about adriana's love i would say well and and i I know what that's like i mean it's nice being told that you're doing a good job and this is a guy who's like he's kind of good at one thing you know what i mean he was not going to be a high school english teacher you know what i mean (laughs) i I wish or or a writer i mean it it would be fucking hilarious (laughs) to to be totally honest oh man but like you know he's not going to be a high school english teacher he's not one of those guys who could sort of just like do whatever he wants to do He's a little bit of he's a little boneheaded. Yes. Well, but yes. he's good at being in the mafia. He's learning, you know. Right. Um, and I think that's an interesting thing. Yeah. What do you think about him thinking like the? Uh, he brings up that black bird again. This this episode, the the crow watching him. I think that it's all. I mean, we, we've talked about this, and I think that it's you know this podcast is very therapeutic for me because I can air my uh, my my self doubts without <laughs> right. <laughs> but pretend I'm talking about Christopher. Yeah, it's a nice one way conversation. <laughs> <laughs> We can just air whatever and no one can judge us for it. Yeah. And we just, you know, just we'll turn off our mentions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like the thing is that, you know, we've talked about how when 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 something is on your mind or you're feeling negative, you have a negative outlook. Yeah. Things cut deeper and like random things cut deeper. You know, like when I feel fucking like broke or something like that, you know, any anything that comes up just makes me kind of like 
it taps into that anxiety about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Big time. It's like, uh, in many ways, it's like the, 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 the I'm trading a fucking light bulb scene. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just, I, I've, cause everybody does that, but like you have something on your mind and like little things can piss you off. You know what I mean? Like if I feel bad cause I like overate at some point, and and my girlfriend's like, hey, do you want to go out to dinner? And I'm like, no, we've been doing that too much lately. Right. You know what I mean? It's just like any little thing can just start to chip away at that. And it, and it brings it into that context. So the bird thing. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know either. But they I mean, they certainly are like their own mini tragedy story. These two. And, you know, it's, I think it's just really fitting that that like, you know, that image is, is part of the story. But I don't know. I think there are. I think some people really do. And this is another thing we've talked about, which is probably going to happen a lot. We're probably going to repeat ourselves quite a bit. But like there are <laughs> a lot. We've of, never done that. Yeah, <laughs> but there are. Uh, I think there are a lot of people and, and they, they're right to believe this if they want that like that do believe that there's some kind of like. I don't even know if it's supernatural element to it, but you know, like cursed elements of their story. But I, I agree with you. I think it's more like more about like what's in Christopher's head and. And, you know, I think that it shows that he has. Yeah, I think. But I think that it shows that he has misgivings about what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. I think that the the bird thing is sort of a, it's 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 sort of a, a it's like the, a tangible metaphor for something that he's feeling deep down. Agreed. Yeah. Like a subconscious kind of thing. Yeah. It's like a big do not enter sign that he's just completely ignoring. Right. Or, or dead end sign. Probably. Really. Yeah. I mean. That's that's the crazy thing is that like there there are really only two ways that this is going to end. Yeah. You know, and we know how it ends for him. And and, you know, the, it's interesting because simultaneously, while Chris is sort of riding high and he's feeling good about things there, mm-hmm. he's he, Adriana is really like plunging into the depths. Yeah. And her life is on the decline very quickly. And they're going to be out of sync for the rest of her life. Basically. Yeah, definitely. Um. I guess before we wrap up this first half, I, I I think that's a really good point too, is that like, it's, it's kind of cool that the show plays with expectations like that. Like there are really only so many ways Adriana's story can end and you know, nine times out of 10, it ends the way Richie's life did or pussy's life did. And like, yeah, the show does such a good, good job of just like laying that out there. Like even in this episode, they're like, no FBI rats get killed in the mafia, but you still kind of are like, well, who knows what's going to happen with Adriana? Like, she could get out of this, maybe. Like, you know, like there's like some weird woman. Yeah, there's like some weird false hope. But they just like total the show just like puts it out there and just says like, nope, this is how it's going to end if you're paying attention. And you're still kind of like, oh god, what's going to happen? That's the thing. Like when I saw this for the first time, I was just like, oh, this is like, <clears throat> this is a crazy season because Adriana's you know dealing with this. But yeah, like you don't think that. No, this is a permanent thing for the rest of the season. Right. Or for the rest of the series, rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or her life, I guess. But, like, you know, this is not something that just goes away. It's like, it's like catching, you know, it's like, it's like herpes. Yeah. (laughs) Essentially, like, it's, it's, (laughs) it's gonna, it's, it's, it's not gonna go away. Yeah. Cause, like, how could it? There's just no, like, the FBI wouldn't just stop and be like, all right, cool. And then Tony would never not find that out. Thanks for the info. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause he's also smart. Like, when there's a rat, he's always looking around. Right. Question stuff like that whole thing with the, the joke that right. Polly told Johnny Sack about. He even asks Chris, like, do you think Syl did it? Right. Like, he's, he's a smart guy and they would find out and, and, and they do find out. Right. Yeah. And, be, and it's actually her fault that they find out, but yeah. it, it, it ends the way that she, um, you know, it, it ends in the, in the most, it, it ends in the darkest way it can. <laughs> it That's does, all I'm trying yes. to say. And the way we expect and still want to believe that it won't happen that way, but it just still happens. I never, I can't say I ever like expected it, but it was like, clear right when it happened right and i actually appreciate that and we'll get there when we talk about this yeah, episode yeah, yeah, but yeah. i appreciate that like when it happens it's kind of like a well duh exactly yeah and it's swift yeah yeah that's a good one and uh and we'll be there <laughs> in uh, a couple months um i hope but uh let's take a break now and we'll come back and we got a lot of horse talking and uh and a little bit of janice as well and i'm uh, really excited to talk about Bobby. janice be- yeah. because it's so much less upsetting than this Adriana thing. <laughs> this has been kind of a somber podcast yeah, so, so far. far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a break because we uh, we have to get this up in a couple hours. So let's go now. <laughs> okay. Take a break. All right. We'll be right back with some more No Fucking Z. And me gonna hang my sombrero on the limb. 
No Fucking ZD is brought to you by my financial advisor. I think that Joey and Dawson just kind of realized they were better off as friends is really what it came down to. And so that's why. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. All right. So welcome back to No Fucking ZD, episode 44. Um, so we mentioned Carmela. We were talking about uh, Adriana and kind of comparing her to Carmela, and uh, so that'd be, I think, a good time to get into you know Carmela and her scheme in here. Yeah, uh, because finances. She, she's like she's above board about it now. She's no longer yeah. like stealing shit out of the bird feeder, right? Which right. will come up again, right? Uh, which I love. But um, she's leaning on Tony to do some sort of trust. I don't really know what any of this shit is. Yeah, but I'm assuming she wants him to start putting money away more conventionally. Right. And well, one of them, so one of them was like a life insurance policy, basically. Right. I mean, so if, if Tony were to get killed, she'd be paid out and, uh, and the kids would be paid out. Oh, that's and- smart because you know what? <laughs> Not all the wives get paid out. We've learned. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'd be lying if I said I understood like any of it just cause somehow I'm in my thirties and I still don't understand basic finances, but, uh, you know, yeah. it sounds like she knows what she's talking about. I trust cousin Brian. I think cousin Brian's hilarious. And I love the jokes that, that Tony makes. Like when he's like, you mean like classic cars? Like, that's, a fucking, <laughs> that's a great line. Yeah. And I like that. We're going to get more cousin Brian as time goes on. I do too. Yeah. And he'll kind of be dragged into the fold a little bit, like partying with these guys. I love is, every goddamn second. Of yeah. It, I which think it's amazing. Uh, so he gets to be a bit of a uh, bit of a, a tourist, if you will, in the mafia world. So good for him, you know. Yeah, not many get to do that, right? Because yeah, like, and, and I, live I, to tell. No, I, I guess the guys that have to. He's got he's got like the perfect duality where he's a family member of Carmela's, so he's untouchable, right? And you would also, think, yeah. yeah, well, you'd think. Um, and then you know, on but by the same token, he's also this connection of Tony's financially to the real world. Yeah. And right. so I think he's protected through those two things. Right. He can yeah. continue being his happy-go-lucky weirdo self. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wearing the best suits. Um, and just being kind of a dork. Yeah, pretty much. But a successful one at that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so, you know, one of the, the major kind of driving wedges between Tony and Carmela so far this season, at least, uh, before we get another fateful call from Irina, uh, is this finance thing. And it's, uh, they're still really not seeing eye to eye on this and they're just not like trusting each other at all, which of course is never a good recipe for marriage, but, uh, no, that's true. I mean, but, but what I do like is that when Tony actually talks to Ginsburg, who looks like a fucking cool finance. I want to be rich enough to necessitate me like hanging out with a guy like that for the day or to have a two second conversation. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I feel like that's how rock stars do it. It's like, I got to meet my financial advisor today and they're like, yeah, just come down. Like we're going to be recording and they probably sit there for a while and hang out. And then right. like you have a two second conversation. They're like, all right, cool. I'm out of here. Yeah. Here's some, there's some cold cuts as a platter out if you want some. And then uh, we'll <laughs> always, see <laughs> always with the platters. Always. <laughs> but like, they have this two second conversation. Um, and I think that it's, it's smart of Tony because he, you know, Carmela's driving and she's going for something and, you know, like Brian is clearly on her side, not necessarily ideologically, but they're just coming from the same place and that they're like, yeah, you guys aren't going to break up. Like right. Tony's heart is in the right place and this is what I recommend. You know what right. I mean? Right. Um, but, but Ginsburg, see, I'm just going to assume his first name is Alan. Sure. Yeah. Um, should be Allen Ginsberg. Um, and he's <laughs> the CPA. Yeah. The CPA. Uh, he's, you know, he's saying, you know what? Like, I'm not sure that he, this guy's a little bit more cynical and he, he knows Tony and he knows what he's not going to like. Yeah. And I mean, he's looking at it from like a self-preservation standpoint for Tony where it's not kind of like, here's what's good for you and your family. Tony's probably just like, is this going to fuck me over? Like, tell me about me, <laughs> you know? Well, cause I, I, mean, I mean, this is a question that I'm always scratching my head a little bit, but I think I know the answer. Like all these guys, like clearly, um, uh, his attorney, what's his name? Uh, with the mustache. Uh, uh, not Melvoin. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Neil, uh, Neil Mink. Ne- yeah, wow. Neil Mink. Thank You're you. You're on fire tonight. <laughs> I know, really. Um, I'm just so tired from celebrating the election so much. Just, <laughs> just kidding. Sort of. Just kidding. Mostly. Um, I'm kidding, but I don't want to offend anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
<laughs> we live in New York. We're playing that political machine here. We live in New York. Yeah, we, we haven't vetted our proper election response yet, so uh, we're, I know. we're waiting for the team to come up with something for us so that we can please everybody, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the, <laughs> the, but the polls are going to be wrong. <laughs> right. so, <laughs> uh, but, like, you know, Mink obviously knows what's going on, but, like, guys like, like Ginsburg... They know, right? They know what's going on, and they what, know how, what, what Tony to- does. Yeah, and like, yeah. How, like why and how he has to protect himself. I would imagine, but you know, it's like everyone else who deals with them, they kind of just like, yeah, compartmentalize it, and they're just like, no, I'm just. It's like the FBI. It's like, no, we're just, we're just doing a job here. We just happen to be representing an American citizen who may or may not be involved with this kind of stuff, and you know, yeah, they put it out of their minds, I guess, but they know. I'm sure they know. They got it. Yeah. So it's it, yeah, you're right. It's not like a, a normal meeting with your accountant. Like this guy isn't really thinking in terms of like, well, this is what the average American family does. Like you should do that. It's like, Tony, here's how you protect yourself, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and I like how I, I on the one hand, I really like what Tony says to him. He says, you know, I'm supposed to take care of the money. She takes care of the house. Yeah. And he gives her a lot of credit. He's like, she's really smart. As soon as we start doing, you know, as, we, as soon as we start doing good shit, it's going to be Coca-Cola this until that. Mm. And it's like. If she's going to do it right, then why doesn't he want her to do it? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I I guess probably because he feels like it's like his a little bit, and he, I guess he does have that 1950s kind of caveman I- ideas about what the man and woman are supposed to do. Would you, you say know? he'd want to make America great again? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know. All right, never mind. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he definitely has a kind of a, a back backwards way of thinking of things like that, and just kind of thinks like, no, 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 that's my territory. Like I handle it. And then also, like, listen, the truth is, as much as he talks about money being tight and he's in charge and he has to figure it out and let him do all the work and we can't really afford to do $10,000 on a stock right now, like, he sneaks out in the middle of the night, takes money, and then takes it to the horse track and uh, and, and bets and gambles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, you it, know. it's just like, I f- yeah, it's it's all smoke and mirrors. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't think, like, the stocks and investments and the life insurance have, like, that, like, immediate gratification that Tony just basically needs all the time. Whereas, like, betting That's on true. a horse and screaming with your with your bros does, you know. And drinking and eating. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. If there's not going to be a cold cut platter when they get, like, a big <laughs> stock boost... Right. Then like, what, what's the point? Well, what is the point? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so his, his, his heart is like not in the right place, but it like, but he's giving Carmela credit, mm. but it just shows that, you know, it, it, it's another side of the game. You know what I mean? That he, he's, he, he feels like he has to navigate this and, and, and strategize against mm. Carmela, which, which is complicated in a relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely wearing on her and, uh, and, I mean, she's very upset this episode. She barely speaks to him for multiple scenes in a row, even even though he sends her many bouquets of flowers. <laughs> the entire house is it's Yo, like a botanical garden in there. It's like, but it's it's one of those things where if he sent her one, maybe it would feel heartfelt. But right. since he sent like seven, <laughs> yeah. and I've sent flowers, mm-hmm. that shit ain't cheap, especially when you get the delivery going. And he's definitely calling day of in yeah. this situation. Yeah, that's easily $700 of flowers in that kitchen. Clearly. Yeah. And I think that the overkill makes it more obvious that he he knows that he's like being resistant and not right. giving her what she wants. Right. And therefore, in the reverse psychology kind of way, she's going to like not appreciate the gesture. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and she, I think she's just holding out till she gets what she wants. And he gives her a little, but not all of it. And uh, and just kind of like, just the that's tip. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He gives her just the tip <laughs> and uh, she's not satisfied. And neither is he really. But, you know. Um. Yeah, it's 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 bad news for the rest of the season. It's a slow burn, but they are definitely uh getting further and further apart for sure. Well, and 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 we're heading toward that like straw that broke the camel's back territory. You right. know what I mean? Because there's it's not like everything's rosy, and then Carmela finds out about some shit. Right. It's it's that things are a little rocky. In the way that relationships are, mm. you know what I mean? And theirs ha- happens to be based on crime and deception. But like, you know, <laughs> Let me put it that way. Everybody, ex- everybody experiences rough patches, right? Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But like, I mean, but that's the thing is that it's not like this, you know, the situation that happens with the vanilla Stoli and whatnot. Mm. Um, it, it comes out of the blue, but it, I mean, it's not surprising for us, but it comes out of the blue and it gives Carmela a reason to 
leave. To, to leave, yeah, because right, yeah. she's she's already like, you're not doing what I'm asking you to do. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not enough of a democracy, and that's the thing is that she's got a head on her shoulders, right? It, and she's not gonna just like sit there and like go along. She, she right. she's not the one. She's not she's not the wife to go along, which I feel like is what he loves about her. Yeah, I think yeah. I mean, like Melfi said, like he's of all the choices as far as women go, uh, Carmela is a really good choice that Tony's made. So like I think the only one. Yeah, I think there's there's a uh, some sort of mutual respect there. Like you said, I mean, yeah, he does think of her as smart and capable, but it's just kind of like I don't know. He feel like it comes. Uh, he, you know, it's this whole idea of roles and and all that kind of stuff. I just think that like he's a no, no. Let me handle this, and and she's feeling like really boxed in. You know, that first conversation they have in the kitchen. Uh, early in the episode, he walks out and they cut to this wide shot and she's just like framed in that doorway and she's just like dead center in the middle of this like box frame that she's in. And I think that's that's kind of like how she's feeling and 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 right now and boxed boxed. <laughs> and that's why she's gonna turn to uh, this little Furio crush and then eventually just straight up. Because Furio yeah. would sign the the life insurance policy, no questions. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Probably. As long as he had an olive garden to tend to. Right. And I didn't actually mean to reference the restaurant there. <laughs> I just meant to say the olives, my hands in but the he, sun. He does have interest in opening a franchise, though. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll be a big plot point next episode. Yo, I mean, with that ponytail, he'd be a kick-ass restaurant host. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we know, <laughs> we know from previous episodes that he's not the greatest in the kitchen. Hmm. He's he tends to like ash in the mozzarella. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the key, you know. Yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, we should talk about the horse, of course. Um, that was an accident, <laughs> and I'm very embarrassed about that. Uh, but we should. Piomai kind of becomes a major, a major player in season four, if you will. This poor fucking horse. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, the, I I think that this is like, I mean, beyond all the stuff that's going on above board, I think that this is well. I, here I am thinking that I have this great revelation that I had while I was watching the episode and I'm thinking a few episodes ahead yeah. to what actually happens and I'm realizing that this is completely obvious and above board. But I'm just realizing in this episode that like, you know, Ralphie makes these comments about telling the midget not to be shy with the whip. Right. His words. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, we're already, all, you know, kind of in a headspace that is particularly offensive to Tony. Because like he has this, you know, this sociopathic thing that he has going on. He loves animals and mm. he really relates to them a lot and and cares about them. And so when Ralphie starts going off on this stuff, it's it's already a red flag. Even though like in this episode, you would never have any idea that Pio Mai would lead to what I know. He, right. she, he, he. It's all a he, right? Pio Mai is a she. It's a she? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well then how is she gonna stud? She's oh, not. She doesn't stud. Yeah, that was. Wait, what? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just thinking. Like, so ra all racehorses aren't aren't dudes. No, no, no. I guess not. No. I get it. Okay. Yeah, she's uh, yeah, because yeah, she's definitely a she. Is there a cool word for when like she's do breeding with? I other don't know. Crazy I, studs. I don't know. I'm not sure. All right. Again, I'm illiterate and don't read about. I specifically don't know anything about horses. So. The NFC research team was supposed to brief us on horse racing, yeah. but I I only know about cocktails. You know. <laughs> Anyways, they called so, out all week long. Yeah. So so Pio my like there's obviously there's no way at this point that we would know that that she leads to what she leads to. Right. But. Um, we're already kind of, you know, Ralphie is already kind of stepping in it a little bit, so to speak with Tony, because, and he doesn't know this, but he's a psycho mm -hmm. and he's talking about all of this, all this shit with like, you know, not being shy with the whip and stuff like that. And I think that that's, that that's a sensitive topic for Tony. It is. Yeah. Or it's at least one kind of like you were saying, like with Christopher and the crow and how it's like, it's, it's maybe not that specific thing that's that Tony's super sensitive about, but like. Or it is, but I mean that like that's kind of this will be sort of like a like an excuse or a reason he kind of brings up to to hate Ralphie even more. It's one of an aggregate of symptoms, yeah, as the school exactly. psychologist said yeah. <laughs> about, about AJ. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Here's why we need to kill him. Seven points. You know what I mean? But yeah, he's totally addicted to the horse, and uh, I mean Ralphie only considers it a money, uh, you know, a, a, a money grab or a, you know a cash flow thing. This fucking uh, psych. I mean, that's the thing is that like we need a character like Ralphie to like kind of, you know, in this unsavory world that they live in, he kind of pushes beyond that. And 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 
even when Ralphie's having fun, we're all just, it just feels icky. You can't, you can't yeah. get on Ralphie's side yeah. as an audience member. Yeah. I remember thinking like when he is grabbing his chest after the horse wins, like I was like, oh shit, is this how Ralphie dies? I thought he was gonna have a heart attack right there at the really? horse race. Yeah. The first time I saw this and then even watching it today, I, I mean, obviously I know what happens, but I, I suddenly was like, wait, does he have a heart attack in this scene? I forget. But, uh, That's so it, cool. Yeah. So even when he is celebrating it, I, I agree. It's kind of like. I you know thought he was gonna die maybe wanted him to die a little bit there but uh, but he doesn't yeah and um, on, on this side I love how he has his maid Miss Munoz uh, God. The of the horse, this poor woman I know that photograph scene is hysterical she's just so nervous just I know like, she's just like thank you yeah. like how much is he paying her to like so what's with the racing license why can't Ralph get a racing license is it because he's a is it he's, does he have a record like what is it maybe or maybe. Uh, I'm not sure like how the taxes work on that. Like you might have to pay more taxes that way. Maybe you might you have can't, to be on record. Is there something with the betting? Possibly. Can you not bet on your ho- own horse in the same way? It's probably something like that. Yeah. I mean, they don't ever explain it right in the show. They just make a mention of it really quick. No, it's just Gin- Ginsburg is like, oh, the racing license, yeah. which like we talked about, it's one of those TV things where right. they, they explain it to you. Yeah. I'm sure it has something to do with the cash flow in some way. And and yeah, I'm sh- I'm, I bet you're right. It has something to do with the gambling. Again with the money. Again with the money. Um, I like the storyline a lot, though. Uh, I, I, it's fl- incredible that this is what leads to, you know, yeah, what brings Tony and Ralph to a head. Yeah, and I mean, it's again, it's like it's it's a slow one, and it's not like the most glamorous. So it's like when people say they don't like season four, it's, it's like I get it. You know, it's maybe not the most exciting. It's kind of like two guys arguing about a horse and you know vet bills and stuff. But it is like super interesting. You know, like I feel like on paper. If you were pitching the idea of a show where it's like, yeah, it's like it's like the modern day mafia, but kind of all about like, you know, the passive aggressiveness and like how they feel about each other. These these subtle, these subtle conflicts. Yeah, exactly. Like on paper, I think a lot of people would still like that. Maybe it wouldn't have the viewership it did, you know, like it Mm -hmm. it might not have been a mega hit, but it's still like a cool, interesting idea. Just it's just that. And then when you like play it out, it is kind of just like, oh, it's about like. A horse bill you know it's just it's kind of like weird but interesting and like very subtle and i feel like they're really kind of going for something cool i, I it, think it's really smart because it is about a about a vet bill but again it, it cuts deeper because of, yeah. of of tony's you know kinship with animals it cuts deeper because this is just passive aggressive big time disrespect yeah like you know th- like if you you think about it like even your boss at work who like would never kill you. I certainly hope not. I hope, you know, <laughs> you'd never like if, if someone called and you, and you were annoyed about them not dealing with something they were supposed to deal with. Right. You would never just like give them your phone number. Right. Or give them his phone number or hers. Right. Uh, just to, uh, you know, to have them deal with it. That's, that's straight up disrespect. Not so passive aggression. Right. And, um, and it's all mind games. It's all like this stuff that's like bubbling under the surface. And for all we know, I mean, I guess, I guess we can assume that the, 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 um, what's it called? The, the vet, the or esplanade. The, oh, yeah. We can assume that the esplanade is going swimmingly. They're all making barrels of money. Yeah. Yeah. But it's this horse thing and a couple of thousand bucks that really is the, the the linchpin here. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. And I think it's just a really cool, interesting approach to it. That's like I get if you're watching it and you're a little bored by it. Sure, it kind of is because it's just like who's bored by it? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I want them to come down here and tell me that to my face. <laughs> Don't be bored I, with this. I just this. feel like generally people kind of would look to season four and then like the veto storyline being like weak points for the show and, and that they weren't like as exciting. You know, I mean, you know, season three is like particularly exciting, and then season four we have this like slow meditative thing. Where it's like there's like dread everywhere, but nothing really happening, and then like weird mind well, games. It's interesting because the af- actual mafia business that they're doing, I mean, aside from the stuff with Johnny Sack, is going really well. Mm-hmm. They're making tons of money. They're not having conversations. Well, they did at the beginning, but they're not having a ton of conversations about like, you know, let's make more money. Mm-hmm. And there's not like some giant conflict. It's all under the surface, like with the FBI and like the interpersonal stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like Ralphie's LinkedIn page, I would never endorse him based on his inter- <laughs> interpersonal communication. You know sure, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Just like office affect is it's definitely like a four out of 10. Yeah. Tops. He doesn't fit in here culturally. We don't think. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I, I just I, I like it. I, I like where it goes. And uh, and then, of course, we get that really awesome scene at the end, which I, I love the end to this episode. That that final scene with Tony in the in the, in the manger, if you will, is just like a really beautiful, cool scene. Oh, my God. We have to do something with that for Christmas, which <laughs> is coming up. <laughs> I just should, realized. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, but I think that's like one of the better final shots of the show. Maybe that might be my favorite final shot of the show. I that, would say. that and it's fucking great. That and the penultimate episode of the series. Yeah, agreed. Those are two great ones. Unbelievable good with the music mm-hmm. and and actually we we talked about this we were going to use the rio bravo song a couple episodes ago mm-hmm. because it does come up actually in the season uh starter mm-hmm. uh the season premiere if you will yep starter um, is the technical term so we'll use premiere premiere yeah um <laughs> but the first episode of this particular chapter in the soprano <laughs> right. story sure right <laughs> to say it worse um that Rio Bravo song comes up when Chris shoots heroin mm-hmm. and it makes you really experience the heroin with him because that voice is like so unreal. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, but, but, but we thought it would be more appropriate to, to bring it into this episode because like, that's, I think that, I think that the lyrics actually do describe Tony in some ways, my rifle, my pony and me. It yeah. doesn't, doesn't mention other people. <laughs> I know. Well, that's, uh, yeah, I think Tony just wants to be just alone, just left alone. And like, he with feels totally and horses. And yeah. <laughs> he just feels totally at home with these animals. And, uh, it's just a really nice, nice scene. The rain coming down is awesome. And him sitting there with the horse. And then I like that, like that goat comes in to sit with Tony, even though earlier he was told like, no, 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 that stay away from that goat. Like, See, that this, goat's bad news, but he likes the, Tony. That, that's one of the interesting little messages <clears throat> in this episode where, you know, they're walking through and it's right before Ralphie is running his mouth about the whip and all that stuff. Mm. But like, you know, uh, Hesh is talking about how, how horses like company, you know, and, and that's why the goat is there. And Seabiscuit had another horse that he traveled with mm. and stuff like that. And, um, I think that that <laughs> is a, is a nice little, I don't, I don't want to say it's a metaphor, but I think that, you know, I think it's, it's, it's some sort of commentary and I can't put my finger on it, but it's some sort of commentary about Tony. I feel like yeah. he likes company. He definitely likes being around animals, but like ultimately he he doesn't want to be entirely alone. Yeah. He just doesn't want you to ask so many fucking questions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. He doesn't want to be asked so many questions and he doesn't want to be judged, I guess. And he feels like he's not judged around these animals. That's I think. true. Yeah. I think that's part of it. I mean, for all his like sociopath and, and antisocial behavior, like, you know, I think he's still, I don't know. He still asks the question and wants to hear the right answer to like, am I a toxic person? Am I this? Am I that? Who am I exactly? And yeah, and you can always go to an animal and it, and it, like, I mean, not every animal, but if you're nice to an animal, they they don't judge you based on your indiscretions, right? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you should have really do. signed that shit for Carmela, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, really, really nice scene. And, uh, and yeah, Pyomai will continue to be, uh, I mean, she should get top billing for the rest of the, the rest of the season. I mean, I, I hope that horse is getting residuals. For I really hope so. I really hope so. <laughs> should, should we, <laughs> should we jump and talk about Junior for a hot second? Yeah, we should. We should talk, uh, Junior, Jan, oh man. Yeah, Junior, Jan, and Bobby. Let's the, 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 the triumph, <laughs> triumvirate they start a there. band? Holy crap. Uh, they, we could write to them right now and see yeah. what they're up to. Please. If Steve Sharip is still selling his pasta sauce, we can maybe, uh. Steve, come Come down. Um, yeah. Tell us about your pasta sauce. We'll we want to taste you. it. Yeah, I would love to we'll taste that. We'll cook with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, let's talk Junior. Uh, funny little comic story, little comic runner, if you will, in this episode. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot going on with Junior. He's going to court, but yeah. clearly it's just like day by day. Like, you know, there's not a lot of action there. But, you know, we, Junior and Janice and Bobby are really connected in the way that in the sense that he's mourning, you know, obviously mm-hmm. Karen died. It's a big problem. Yep. Karen Bocellieri. <laughs> we say her whole name cause she's dead. Uh, <laughs> see you at the crossroads, Karen. We'll see you at the crossroads. <laughs> we'll see you at the crossroads. <laughs> um, so like, I'm thinking we should end the series with crossroads by bone thugs. <laughs> I, I thought of that idea, but I don't want it to be, see, I feel like the Reddit conspiracy theorists are going to be like the NFZ guys think that Tony dies. Cause right. like the crossroads, right. <laughs> which may or may not be true. We'll get there. But, um, anyways, like, like Bobby's Bobby's in the bell jar basically. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. having trouble. Janice is, she has a hard on for him, I guess. Yeah. She sees that he's a nice guy. And it's interesting that Junior and Janice's interests are aligned. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 
uh, but for totally different reasons. For, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but for, they both equally Bobby. selfish. <laughs> equally selfish. Exactly. And I mean, God, Janice is just terrible. I mean, just terrible. If you have like, some egg noodles. Yeah, I, I exactly. <laughs> like, I just cannot believe. But by the way, welcome back, JoJo. Shout out to JoJo. <laughs> JoJo's back. Oh I forgot God. we saw her again. I forgot about that, and I was just like, you know, and she fits right in. It's like she could have. She might as well have been in every episode. Like, it's I not know. conspicuous that she's back. Yeah. Well, I like that. Like, in a weird way, like these two single moms women are showing up at Bobby's doorstep like right after the wife dies like she's a widow Janice obviously is Janice Janice is a and widow though with Richie I guess that's true kind of it's yeah it's her fault it's just <laughs> so funny like and how uh, it's just hysterical to me that she just like shows up like I wonder if Jojo was kind of thinking like well I might as well just like get back in you know like get back into this she was mafia probably pool waiting for someone I mean she seemed like she she, she but you, you forget like she was on she was above board with it, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. When like, when Mikey Palmisi was like, look, you know, Tony Soprano might be gone. And, and I mean, as in forever, <laughs> you know, and she's like, okay, good. Cause I need a new core. You know what I mean? Like she gets it and she's probably looking to get up, get back on that. Like a barnacle. You oh, know what I sure, mean? She's yeah. been floating around at sea living off of whatever savings. Right. But she's no match for Janice who just straight up steals her food and the, the instructions and everything. And it's just, I mean, it is just despicable <laughs> and she's so funny like she's fucking betty crocker all of a sudden where mm -hmm. like the cleaning lady's coming and she's like what she's done to this teflon you know it's like <laughs> since when did you give a shit about teflon yeah come uh, on by the way did we know that she lived next door to bobby i don't know I, I feel like that was like a thing where they were just like we could say that this is the case but uh, so wait actually is she in junior's house when she sees bobby or she's in livia's house and livia happens to live next to bobby or is that a different house i forget now where she is and i think that livia's house is near bobby's because they wow. talk about each other as if they're neighbors I guess so. I, I, I kind of forgot about that. And uh, and uh, anyway, I feel like that was a liberty they took that I'm not going to complain about. Yeah. I, I mean, it would have been interesting if it was like established earlier, but it's it's something that like it doesn't go against anything and it works really well. Right. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Janice is, is swindling her way into Bobby's life. The poor guy has no idea, uh, but she's maybe still looking for that approval from Tony, like her, her, her crunchy granola therapist said or. Or maybe just wanting to, maybe just wanted to get back into the uh, into the into the just the money aspect of the mob life. I'm probably, pretty sure right? it's the money aspect of the mob. Like again yeah, with the probably. money, you know what yeah. I mean? Like I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it's the money, not the sex. Right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Although it's it, maybe she's into that conventional sex now after after having been with Ralphie. She's like, you know what? I threw out my dildos. <laughs> we don't need that anymore. <laughs> I'm I'm ready for some regular stuff with Bobby here. But yeah, between Richie and Ralphie. She's had a hell of a weird sex life. Yeah, with yeah. the guns and the dildos and the and and get and getting Rose, Rosalie on the phone. <laughs> God, uh, yeah, I would imagine that Bobby's a lot more conventional in the sack. Yeah, but Bobby, Bobby's mourning. Uh, Janice tries to help, and he gets back in the saddle in this episode. He goes and he intimidates uh, mm -hmm. a union guy. Mm-hmm. And does a pretty good job. We've never seen yeah. him in action. Yeah, I know. It was cool to see. Uh, so so now we get in a sense of how he is valuable to the family. So he must have to do that pretty often or enough that it works. And he brings money in and, and intimidation. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess Junior probably is the brains of the operation. Oh, <laughs> which is strange to think about, <laughs> you know. But I do like that they evolved Bobby a little bit as a character. Because if Agreed. he was just such a doofus for like six goddamn seasons, I would have been like, okay, let's let's bag it with this guy. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like Mikey Palmisi. Like, he couldn't have kept being that guy if he stayed alive. Right, right. But he didn't. Right. Uh, so I think that wraps up the episode, right? I mean... That's um, that. We discussed literally every aspect of that episode. <laughs> I think so. No, I'm positive. And... and there's nothing that we didn't talk about. I'm on record. <laughs> there you go. They, we you heard it here talked first. about everything. Yep, that's it. Uh, so no one else write about this episode, <laughs> podcast about it. That's it. If Done. you tweeted Definitive. us saying we missed something, just check and make sure. Go back and listen one more time to make sure we <laughs> exactly. didn't cover it. <laughs> Have someone else listen to it too, just to double check you and yeah. uh, and do it that way. And then throw up a rating like while you're at it. Right. Uh, so no questions this week. Um, we This is the last minute scheduling, so we'll have to get some next week from you guys. Um, we will be back next week to talk about some uh, the new vodka. Uh, some French French businessmen. Oh, this, is one, of, this is one of my favorite. This is like my favorite how do I want to say this? This is my least favorite favorite episode. It's coming up. Yes. The Artie storyline is is comic gold. 
Jean-Philippe, you're home. Yo. <laughs> the French fudge the guts. This guy, uh, I mean. So I'm very excited for that. We haven't seen Artie in so long. I know. And Polly's back next week, too, I believe. So Don't get my hopes up if you're not sure. Uh, I'm not sure. So let's. I'll take that back. But I believe he's back either next week or the week after. I, I feel like they were just like, okay, we've done all the episodes we can without Polly and Artie. Can we bring them back, please? <laughs> yes, please, finally. Uh, yeah, I love a good Artie storyline. And uh, next week is, is, is a lot of laughs. A lot of laughs. We, and sadness. But deserve it. Yes, we do. And a suicide attempt, which yeah. is hilarious. Always great on The Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> you need one once per season on The Sopranos. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. So that wraps up Pi oh My. Uh, follow us on Twitter at NoFuckingZD. Rate us on iTunes. With some good reviews going up. So we really appreciate that, guys. And uh, uh, we want other people to listen. We love we this intimate relationship we've had. But we like it when people listen to our podcast. Yes. And not that we haven't had listeners. Actually, I'm thrilled with with all of the involvement. I, I got to say, I mean, in, a, in the most non-jokey way I can, thank you for making fun of us on Twitter. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> I have, love it. We I, have a good time with it. Yeah. I really love it. I mean, because like, I, I, I mean, I don't know if you support yourself off of this podcast. I have like little side jobs that I do. Sure. Yeah. But like, it's just nice to get a little, a little, you know, to feel the earth touching you back. It's very true. Yes. Yes. Uh, and for the record, yes, I only make money off this podcast and no, no, no other job. Uh, it's going to bump me into a new tax bracket, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So we'll be back next week. Uh, follow us, rate us, uh, subscribe. And go fuck All yourself. the things, all the right things. And, and please go fuck yourself, please. All right. Uh, so we'll see you next time. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. <laughs>